You're listening to Queer Travel Chat by Too Bad Tourists. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Queer Travel Chat. My name is Austin. I am one half of the blogger duo Too Bad Tourists, and joining me, as always, is David. Hey, I'm here too, but this time without any wine. Why aren't we drinking wine? We always have it when we're recording because we're out we're doing like a dry week uh, i'm gonna be on a cruise next uh, week and binge drinking all week so i'm trying to take <laughs> it's, it's true it i'm trying true. to take a break so that i can feel less guilty well, when i binge thank, drink next week. thank god we can make coffee off of your bougie coffee maker yes it is really nice to, to have that anyway so um we will be talking about my recent trip to zurich and kind of offering uh travel tips and recommendations for your own uh, trip to Zurich. It's going to mostly focus on kind of sightseeing stuff. Of course, we're going to get into the LGBT scene, but um, I kind of went light on it. I'll explain as we go, but I definitely want to include recommendations for it um, if you get to go to Zurich, which was uh, wonderfully surprising. So, And Zurich is the largest city in Switzerland, I suppose it would be. You'll find out that it's not the capital in a second. Well, oh, did I just spoil just, that? Why are you oh, doing that? God. They're should just we, like randomly like throwing out facts. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll start off with why I even was there. So um, I went uh, back in February with my good friend or our good friend, uh, Stevie. Um, she, she's she been on the podcast. Um, oh, I she, think she was on episode three of season one, talking about uh, the Trans-Canadian travel. Right. Um, so she bought like six separate trips to, or like tickets to Europe to go to different destinations, like on miles and stuff, because she's super into all that. Did she, was she on that episode about miles? And uh, I don't think she was, but yeah. she should have been. But she's really into that stuff as well, like you are. Um, so anyway, I was like, well, let me know what, where you're going and when you're going, and I'll try to meet you. And so uh, we went to um, uh, Italy in March, and then the month before that, uh, I met her in Zurich, and we even got her hotel on points, and it was a really mm-hmm. nice uh, easy trip to go pop over and see her for like 100 euros round trip. So, um, and usually when we travel together, her and I, uh, we take turns planning. So um, she tackled uh, Naples and Pompeii and I tackled the Zurich trip. So I'll let you know what we were up to and then we can kind of go into our tips and recommendations. But first, but first, um, I guess are we going to be adding fun facts to our podcast now? Because I kind of like adding that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, should we just keep going with fun yeah, facts? Let's keep going. I, okay, have some, so. I have some fun facts about Zurich, which, which um, by the way, is in Switzerland, if we haven't mentioned that yet. <laughs> <laughs> and Switzerland is in Europe. Okay, good. And it's not but, in the European Union. I was going to say, but it's not part of the EU. <laughs> it is part of the European community, but it's one of the few countries in this area of Europe that's not. But that's is, a, it, that's, is it Schengen? It is Schengen. So that so means it's you can. Schengen, it's it has not open borders. EU. It has open borders. You can cross to other countries that are part of the EU, and but it has its own currency. Um, and I guess Switzerland is just historically, this is my own fun fact that I just made, I didn't make up, but I know. Um, Switzerland was like founded on being like a, a neutral country. So like the way that they are, their countries run is just sort of always being neutral. So yeah, I, well, that's why I didn't, they, that, that's kind of their main reason for not joining the EU because that would be taking a side in a way. And, oh, that's interesting. But didn't probably know a lot of it had to do with their economy and stuff because they had a strong currency. Well, and that is good to note that, yeah, they don't use the euro. They use uh, their Swiss francs. Um, but we, th- this isn't even part of the plan fun facts section. We just... Well, that wasn't... Was that fun facts? Those are just Those facts. are just facts that aren't let's fun. Get, let's get into the fun facts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're looking at fun facts and, not, and boring facts. <laughs> <laughs> that was the boring facts section. Okay. Fun fact. Many people are surprised when they hear that the small, unassuming city of Bern is actually the Swiss capital. 
Some would think that Zurich or Geneva would be the more logical choice, but Bern was chosen as the federal city over 170 years ago to avoid a concentration of power. Very interesting. Fun fact. Or do I not say fun fact after each one? Oh, no, you don't. I you, just... you move on. Okay. Yeah, we're just going Oh, through. and the next one's Yes. <laughs> we're professional podcasters. I mean, have a sip of your espresso. Yeah, I think you'd be I better with wine. <laughs> All right, fun fact number two. Well, I'll just, I won't announce so, yeah. it every time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's because David usually does these fun facts. You're too loaded on the caffeine. Can't get through this episode. All right. So Albert Einstein Einstein studied at what today is uh, ETH Zurich between 1896 and 1900. And he was also a professor at both the University of Zurich and ETH Zurich. The largest church clock in Europe resides in Zurich. St. Peter's church clock face is also one of the largest in the world. Switzerland is one of the countries with the cleanest drinking water. There are over 1,200 drinking fountains on almost every corner in Zurich, so be sure to bring your refillable water bottle. Hashtag fun fact. I thought it was interesting. Zurich has the largest techno parade in the world. Every year in August, millions of people fill the streets of Zurich to party at Street Parade. And this year, uh, in the summer from August 12th through 13th, it's happening again. So you can join that. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds super fun. Yeah, that's right up our alley. Uh, Zurich is one of the happiest cities in the world. Several surveys have been completed uh, or been conducted recently, finding that Zurich is the best city in the world in terms of quality of life. People in Zurich feel that they have social support, a healthy life expectancy, and freedom to make life choices. And it doesn't hurt that it's uh, also Europe's richest city. And with a low tax rate, it's a perfect uh, business's base. And also a place to live. Yeah, listen, if you've got money, who's not going to be happy? Right. Um, although there are over a thousand museums in Switzerland and Zurich has over 50 museums and 100 art galleries. Um, oh, I don't know. This is not good. Let me start over. <laughs> I mean, there's so many and I'll kind of let you know later what we went with. Um, Wesley was also invented in Zurich by a Swiss physician. It was invented in 1900 for patients in a hospital and intended as a snack mostly eaten at night, which is really funny because now we eat Wesley and I think the Swiss eat Wesley as well for breakfast. Oh. Um, you eat Wesley, no? No. Like, you don't ever eat Wesley? Not usually. Oh, you've had it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Um, anyway, if you like the show, please subscribe to it on Call on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Give those episode a like with Give this episode a like with the heart icon once it's published. You can follow us on social media. We're always at Two Bed Tourists. And lastly, feel free to leave a comment about what you want to hear more of. And tell David not to steal my part because I was supposed to say that. Yeah, but you kind of just like have the silent, quiet. I can't find my words. <laughs> All right. So the, awkward, the awkward silence. <laughs> let's have a word from our sponsor before is. we jump on to the next topic. Okay. Hey, Queer Travel Chat listeners. We want to introduce you to MacArthur Glen Designer Outlets. They're a collection of 25 discount luxury shopping destinations across Europe and Vancouver. Oh, God. Now I got to, I think we got to take it from the top. I think it's good. All right, let's take it from the top. Village style settings at each location. And you can be sure the centers offer a safe and inclusive environment for all. Shop European style, just like a local with up to 70% off all your favorite brands like Gucci, Prada, Off-White, and many more luxury and premium fashion names. You'll be sure to find a style that's perfect for you. With easy access for major cities, simply choose your preferred destination and make this a shopping experience you'll never forget. Check out the link in the show notes to learn more. Okay, back to the podcast. What? This is the podcast. <laughs> no, but we were, we went away for an ad. 
and then now we're back. Even though we just read that line. Yeah, well. Okay, well, back back that. to the podcast. <laughs> okay, let's get back All on right. topic. Okay, so um, anyway, I mentioned uh, why I had been there um, to, to Zurich, and I went with my friend Stevie. Um, and I just kind of want to start off with maybe just giving my, my first impressions. Well, let's, you and I went through Zurich. Yeah, we... Maybe 11 years ago? Yeah, maybe 10 or 11 years ago. This was during our one year around the world trip. And I think we were like doing, we were train traveling around Europe, right? So we would basically travel all over land. So we'd go from like major city to major city. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe we came from Berlin or maybe we came from yeah. Rome. I have no and we idea. were at the train station and I think we kind of like walked around the city like, yeah, like bought lunch or something. We're like, wow, that was crazy expensive. Let's yeah, get out of here. I think we spent maybe four hours in the city. So, so I've technically been there. I walked around a little bit, but, but besides that, that was kind of my only time spending any time in Zurich. Although I did pass through it on a recent trip, not recent, but some years ago as well, but didn't really see it. Well, it's definitely so worth a, a visit. Um, and, you know, I had a wonderful time with Stevie. And honestly, I want to mention that if you think you and I are bad tourists, <laughs> you should travel <laughs> with Stevie and I. Um, I mean, I think we do really well, like planning our cultural stuff, but I was like going back and listening to some of our recordings, which I'll play a couple on this episode because we were like recording live so we could put it on this podcast and man, we just blabber and don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> just like, I can't use this. Uh, so we're just like two idiots, uh, when we're talking about <laughs> stuff, but it was a lot of fun. And I wanted to, um, poke fun at Stevie too, because when I got there day one, she had lost her bag with her her wallet in it and all her cards. And so uh, like the next day we had to go to this pho restaurant um, to try to find it and it wasn't there. And so, you know, she's all distraught. She cancels all her cards and things. And then maybe the next day, day two, we like opened the coffee drawer of the hotel and her little black bag was like oh sitting there. Oh my God. And she was like super excited because she got everything. She had already canceled her, her cards, but... Uh, <laughs> It was kind of just a mess. Wow. But um, always fun. So, um, but Zurich is a wonderful mix of like city life. It's surrounded by mountains. It has a mm. beautiful lake. So, I mean, I really didn't know what to expect because we had only been there for, you know, a few hours, you know, a decade ago. So I didn't have much expectations, but it was very pleasantly surprised. It has a nice historic center, but still very much a modern uh, city. So uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I think um, my only expectation about it was that it was going to be expensive, and it was. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I didn't know much. But I mean, I don't think it was so expensive that it was like, you know, not worth doing or right. well, know, I mean, really broke the, the bank. The entire country of Switzerland is known for being expensive. But I mean, it doesn't mean you should avoid it because there's really cool places to see and, and things to do. It's just plan ahead. And, and if you need to find, you know, some budget places, you know, yeah. to, to make sure you don't lose it all in a day. And um, maybe make it just a long weekend. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, here's Steve and I. I'm in a place where we're walking around the city, kind of um, taking in the city. So I think, because it's Saturday, we're sightseeing on a Saturday. And I think what's crazy about it is that it feels empty. It feels like like there's no one here. But the population's like 400,000, more or less. So Zurich, allegedly, is one of the larger cities here in Switzerland. Um, but well, it's... Not very, we didn't, We don't see a lot of people in the street. Not even traffic. Yeah, not oh my God, there's no car traffic. Yeah, That's right. it feels like a holiday. Yeah, like on Saturday. And Yesterday was Friday night, and it also, there was no traffic. Yeah, it's, it's, what time is it right now? One. It's 30. two. It's two. So, it, there's more people right now. Mm -hmm. We were, we started at like 11. Yeah. So, it's, it's just kind of crazy. Up early. 
Yeah, but that seems I don't I don't that know what seem, culture yeah. is, but that's more like Spanish culture. Yeah, I feel like some people do wake up early. So I, but I like it though because that means there's just a lot of like it's just very calm mm-hmm. and there's a lot of space. Yes, so that's nice. So we were like walking around and just kind of were surprised by the lack of people on a on a Saturday. It was February, so of course mm-hmm. it's not high season, but. You know, we live in Madrid where there's 3 million people in the city. So I'm constantly used to like hordes of people. So it was actually nice to not have yeah. that there. And I think the city center is around 400,000. I think the metropolis is about 1.4 million. So it is larger than. Um, well, and it makes sense. It's February. It's cold out. So people are probably just bundled up in their it, homes. But it was a nice day was nice. too. So, <laughs> but I, would, I didn't mean that in a negative way. It was just kind of surprised. And I appreciated being able to walk down the street <laughs> without, you know, having to shove people out of my way. So. Right, right. Um, well, let's get into the LGBT scene and then we can give some specific recommendations for sightseeing. Yeah. So first, let's actually, I want to talk a little bit about the LGBT rights um, in Switzerland specifically. Um, just uh, some uh, fact facts. Some fact. Fact facts. Queer facts. Some queer facts. So uh, let's hit it. So registered partnerships have been recognized uh, by law in Switzerland um, since January 1st, 2007. So for quite a while. And that's actually just specifically for same-sex couples. Um, Same-sex marriage, on the other hand, was legalized uh, just recently on September 26th in 2021, and about 64% of voters uh, supported an amendment that allowed uh, for same-sex marriage, adoption by same-sex couples, as well as assisted reproductive technology for females and same-sex couples. And finally, on January 1st, 2022, Switzerland implemented a new effective and uh, simplified gender change recognition process based on self-determination. So that basically means no surgery or medical conditions required and allows the change uh, between female and male gender, but non-binary genders are not uh, necessarily recognized in Swiss law. Thanks, Wikipedia. (laughs) Um, But that's very recent because I would say, you know, Switzerland's quite progressive and this just all happened last year, really. So um, one of my, because I still uh, teach a little bit uh, uh, online, I teach English, and one of my students is, uh, he lives in Zurich and uh, he's now become uh, a friend and um, we went and had dinner with him and he was, I remember him telling me about this when this was going on. Uh, Hi, Jill. Um, So um, it was interesting that it's been so... Yeah, given given that it's like right in the center of pretty progressive Western Europe, um, it's kind of one of the later, the, the last countries to adopt some of these policies. Yeah, that kind of um, a little bit surprised me, mm. but still because it's super, you know, queer friendly. Um, as far as going out and uh, the venues and things, the largest queer scenes are definitely going to in Switzerland are going to be in Zurich and Geneva. But there are other small queer scenes that can be found in cities like Basel and Bern and Lucerne. So um, it is quite progressive. Uh, the Gacy in Zurich is mostly concentrated around the Altstadt uh, area, with uh, which has all the gay bars and clubs and cafes and things, uh, mm-hmm. mostly located in District 1 and District 4. Um, let's get into kind of some specifics. So there's quite a few venues, but we picked out kind of the main spots. Yeah, we thought we would just highlight a few different venues and kind of a variety of different venues from bars, clubs and sauna and stuff like that. So here are just a few. So first off, you have Cranberry Bar, which is sort of your standard all ages gay bar with plenty of drink options. Uh, Stevie and David went there for a nightcap. So yeah, been there. So that's really because we mostly focus on the sightseeing. And that's why this episode is going to be mostly focused on that as well. Um, but that's really one of the few that we did check out. Um, it was February. So I think we went like around Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. So when we went in, it was like they gave you a, a bracelet based on the color you were like taken. You were 
on the market or you were looking. And so it was kind of fun. And um, it was a nice uh, bar, definitely like a a bar, definitely our our sort of place. Got it. Okay. All right. So next up we have Heaven, which is the only full-time gay night club in town uh, with a generous space, but it usually pulls in a crowd and brings in the party. Then after that, you actually have a, a party which is held on Wednesdays called Heldon Bar. And that's actually live music uh, at a place called uh, Provitreff. Pro yeah, well, we're going to screw up all these Swiss, <laughs> German, yeah. French names. Pro, no, Provitreff. Provitreff. Provitreff, which is a mixed alternative gay bar slash uh, nightclub. Then you have Manorzo, which is a popular gay cruise and fetish bar for bears and uh, friends and admirers. And then lastly, we thought we'd mention the Mustache Sauna, which it's not a huge sauna by you know comparison to other like European capitals, but it is a popular one in Zurich. Um, there are a couple others. There are a couple others. You can one worth out. noting. Um, there's also, of course, some gay events mm-hmm. to check out every year. So starting with Zurich Pride, which takes place every June. It's four days of special events and parties, as well as the parade itself. This year, it'll be taking place June 16th to 18th. That would be so fun to go to. Um, And then there's a white party also in Zurich that is appropriately called White Party Zurich. Mm. Uh, So it's going to be an annual mega party for the queers and their friends. It's held in May. And for the winter months, there's a Rosa Gay Ski Week in January and Rosa's a ski resort that's just about two and a half hours away from Zurich. I would love to go because I love me a gay ski week. Have you been? I have been. So that was one of the other times. I think this was 2017 that I've been through Zurich because I flew in and then took the train and uh, it was incredible. And I don't, I mean, the ski week aside, but just taking the train up the mountains oh, so into flew, the Alps. You flew into Zurich. Yeah. And, okay. and then you took yeah. the train. And that's just like, the, the views are incredible as you're like climbing through the Alps. It's, it's so cool. Was it but, about two hours? Do you remember? Yeah, it was about two, it was about two hours. Um, but the event itself is actually, I, I want to say it's probably been my favorite gay ski week. I've been to probably five or so. And I think that was my favorite. And they're you certainly not a sponsor of this episode, but I would definitely plug them because I well, had such a great we time. We do work with them. We, we do work sponsor with them. them but yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I guess that should be a disclosure. Yeah, no. Um, but we're not being paid to say that now. It is really No, good. no, we're, we're definitely not. I mean, we we were invited like five or six years ago, um, but it was such a great experience that I'm happy to just continue to, to recommend it because so, it's really cool. And they usually have like five to 600 people. Um, yeah, so invite us back, Arosa. I want to go. I've never been. Yeah, let's do it. I love Gay Ski Week. It's so fun because you like, you know, get to do all the skiing while we snowboard, and then you get the parties in the evening yeah. and the night. It was, it was it was a really great mix of just like amazing slopes and daytime activities after ski, and then the the nighttime parties was cool. What's up up opera ski? What's that? It's like the after ski. It's like like from like three to four p.m. People kind of generally stop skiing and they have like you start drinking outdoors or there might be like a jacuzzi outdoors. You hang out outside. Oh, like it's after you get off of the mountain, it's the activities you yeah. do afterwards. But you, it's like you're still like in your ski clothes. I like to start thing. drinking at lunch. Yes, yeah. snowboarding. <laughs> but I could wait till then, I guess. Um, so some tips for your own trip, things to know about, um, Zurich and Switzerland overall. I thought it was good to know that, uh, when they refer to their states or their provinces, they're called cantons, because if you're like, you know, talking to locals there or, you know, watching the news or going to the museums, I was like, what is a canton? <laughs> so, uh, that's how they call their, uh, states and provinces. And there's, um, 26 of them. Tipping culture, um, five to ten percent is going to be generally ex- uh, expected, especially from tourists, because you know they assume that they're going to 
uh, be tipping. So that's kind of similar to Spain. In fact, if it's a nicer place, you could go with um, maybe 10 to 15 um, for, a, for a nicer restaurant. English is widely spoken and at a high level. Um, I had to make a restaurant reservation and I used Skype and I called from Spain and I was like, hi, do you speak English? And he's like, yes, like I'm perfect <laughs> English. He's like, what do you want? Uh, they also have great public transit. It's efficient. It's reliable. Um, it's uh, mostly trams and buses. So um, I definitely recommend using that. There's also the regional train, um, which I took from the airport, which uh, you did as well. You took it, you flew in mm -hmm. and then I'm sure I took a train from yeah. the airport to the main station. Yeah. Very super easy to use. So yeah. I um, really appreciated mm -hmm. that. Um, and then, so now some specific, uh, sites when you go to Zurich, what should you go do and what should you see? Um, before I get into the specific sites, uh, I'll play a little, another, our last clip where Stevie and I had just finished a food tour, like food slash history tour. Um, I didn't love it, so I'm not going to recommend it specifically. <laughs> Can I say that? Is that, is yeah, that allowed? It's because there wasn't any, there weren't any alcohol, right? There wasn't any alcohol. It's not that there was, we finished with a flight of beers. Uh -huh. Um, it, it just wasn't good. <laughs> it just, yeah, it would, what they didn't allow me. Well, and this show is certainly something. not sponsored by whoever <laughs> yeah. did that. So and please, I'm also please not going to say it, yeah. but I mean, sometimes you're just, you go yeah. on tour and it's not going to lie. It's not, not everything. It's not a problem. Not but I mean, our guide was knowledgeable and he explained some kind of really cool historical uh, things. So Steve and I kind of summarize um, some of the stuff we learned, which that stuff I, I did enjoy. What what did we learn? One of the things that I did learn is that there are random bomb shelters throughout Switzerland. Oh my god, that was so cool. Yeah, like uh for housing, like for if you build a house or apartment, you have to have yes. a bomb shelter. Yes, and apparently it's a product of the Cold War where bomb shelters are now mandatory in all new buildings, including houses. Which makes it expensive which to makes build. It very expensive to and, build here. And some of the older ones that don't have those bomb shelters. Mm -hmm. um, they have to do like a shared bomb shelter. Like in a community. parking garage. Yeah, there was a parking garage. Oh, and and we learned about pooping. Yes, it, we learned about middle, waste, middle age, waste disposal. Not middle, the, the pooping in the Middle Ages. Yes, waste how, disposal and how they just threw it out the window. It used to be between the buildings. Yes. There like, was a back alley that kind of separated the, bro yeah, yeah. the rows of buildings and people just threw stuff out there. Oh, they threw all their, their garbage, garbage and they poo-pooed out yeah, there. Yeah, they poo-pooed out there and it was just a stink ditch. And then the servants would like clean it out with water oh, yeah. and then they'd take it on boats yes. uh, to and the other side of the lake. As manure. Yeah, that's crazy. And then of course with modern day um, plumbing, yeah, they covered it up for safety yes. reasons and now like that space between those buildings is, is prime real valuable estate. real estate and with the invention of plumbing so, these spaces are disappearing from from between the houses and we got to go with our tour guide he had a key to like open up mm -hmm. one of the old like mm -hmm. obviously there wasn't sewage in it but we yes. got to go in and, and see it see, that was so cool yeah that was really interesting uh, we also experienced BB Cola, which was the local flavor of cola here. Yeah, and it was um, Switzerland's answer to Pepsi and Cola. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember when it started. It, it came, it started, it disappeared. It disappeared in the 1980s, they closed mm -hmm. down, and then it, they brought it back eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And they, our guy was tall, because he's, um, he was Swiss, and he was telling us that when he was growing up in the 70s, it was not cool to drink. Mm -hmm. People wanted Coca-Cola or Pepsi. Mm -hmm. And now, when they brought it back eight years ago, now it's trendy, of course, because it's like super hipster to drink. We had elderberry soda, which yeah. is apparently a thing here. We finished off with a flight of beers. Mm -hmm. So I asked our guide, like, what are the drinks? And he said that Switzerland 
produces wine for sure, or in the south, and also they do beer. So it's beer wine culture, definitely my jam. Well, so our plan for dinner tonight is we're going to eat at the oldest uh, vegetarian, vegetarian restaurant, restaurant. in yes. the world, apparently. Oh, in the world? Yeah. Oh. Was, I think it's from the 1800s. Yeah. And it's called... Hittle. 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 H-I-L-T-L or something mm-hmm. like that. So um, one of my Swiss students said that it's his his husband's favorite restaurant, so mm-hmm. that has to be delicious. Yes, but it's not in an 1,800-year-old building, which yeah, I think is we, a the, really confusing. The building looks brand new. Yeah, I don't so understand. I'm, I'm already going to be disappointed. We're going to ask the server, yeah. like, why is this the oldest? I want to be seated in the old building, please. Uh, yeah, I don't understand <laughs> that. Maybe we'll get some answers when we're there. You can imagine that most of our audio files are just us, like, <laughs> blabbering away. <laughs> Um, if I didn't record this stuff, though, I would not remember that. So yeah. I like, forgot about the bomb shelter stuff. Right. And that's what makes building kind of around the city expensive because you have to include this stuff. I never heard of that. I think that's really interesting. And he literally just had this key where we went into these two little, between these two little buildings to see where the former sewage places were. So there were parts of it that I really did enjoy. I thought that stuff was was cool. If you're going to go, um, some of the sites to go check out, um, there definitely are a few main churches. So uh, Grossmünster is one of the top ones. You can go climb up to the top for views of the city. It only costs um, five francs. So that's a nice thing to go see. You get good views. You're a little bit caged in at the top, but um, it's a, you know, typical landmark of Zurich. So it definitely include that. The other one would be the Fraumünster, which is like the woman's church, also uh, five francs. Um, and you can go see the remains of the former abbey that used to be there. And it was like for aristocratic women, which was founded in eight, 853. Um, I think they're only cash, cash only, or at least at the Grossmünster. So at least definitely have some cash on you. When I went, it was like one franc to one US dollar. So it made it really easy um, to do that. You could also check out the uh, Rot House, which is like the town hall. It was temporarily closed though when we went, but it should be free. And then there's this, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, this Sexaladinplas, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but that's a, a square and that's a really nice one because it's in the old uh, town and it has the opera house. It has... Um, uh, Cafe Odeon. It's right on Lake Zurich, um, or it's at least very close to it. So it's a nice place to kind of start your little tour. They had little stalls where you could buy coffees. Of course, we went with the mold wine because mm-hmm. they had mold wine. So it's a very large square and you can, they even had just chairs sitting out there. So you can kind of sunbathe a little bit and um, enjoy the views and things. So a few other places that you could check out uh, would be St. Peter's Church, which is one of the main churches in the old town of Zurich which is besides the other two that uh, David had mentioned uh, previously. And then there's Zurich's main street, which is Bahnhofstrasse, which is a world-famous shopping street, which is packed with designer outlets, banks, and restaurants. Um, so whether in, your mar- in the market for something fancy or just want a window shop, you'll find yourself here probably at some point, um, and you can kind of peruse around the 1.4-kilometer promenade. I mentioned at the top of the episode that there are lots of museums and galleries to go see in Zurich. Um, so we went with two because it was just a quick weekend trip. Um, and the first one we went to was the Lint uh, Home of Chocolate Museum. So, of course, with Swiss chocolate, you got to go check out um, the Chocolate Museum. It was fun. It was very um, maybe kitschy, um, touristy for sure. But um, it was interesting. I liked learning about the history of chocolate, like it originated, like the cocoa beans originated in Ecuador mm-hmm. and later the Aztecs and Mayans. 
uh, made a drink out of it and then it spread to Europe. So that part I liked, but then it gets really technical into like the industrial revolution and the machines and mechanics they use for the chocolate bars. And I was like, I don't know, just give me the free chocolate. So later you get tons of free chocolate as much as you want. And that part made it worth it. We were there for like an hour. We could have easily spent another hour or two there. But I saw Bailey's coffee, so I was like, let's just get the Bailey's coffee <laughs> and chocolate and get out of here. So I got my chocolate fill. Um, reservations are required, but it was fun. It was a fun thing to do. Um, and we went for the more historical part. So the Swiss National Museum, I really enjoyed. So um, it has uh, three museums that um, offer more than 860 different artifacts. 860,000. Um, 860, thank you. 860,000 artifacts from the start of civilization, if you will, <laughs> to present day. That's a lot of artifacts. Did um, you see them all? It was, I saw almost 850,000, <laughs> but not 860. Um, I have no idea. It was nice. honestly, though, that was more interesting, interesting to me than like learning about the mechanics of chocolate. Like it was really cool because it's like prehistoric to, you know, is it prehistoric? Is that, that... pre-civilization? Pre-civilization, yeah. Prehistoric. Not, not prehistoric. Well, I think prehistoric just refers to where tangents pre, right now. Pre, Before pre, history pre, was recorded. Yeah. Well, anyway, it was really cool because, um, so it's like, you know, pre-civilization, yes. And then like, you know, people are all around Europe. And then it kind of slowly builds into how Switzerland came about and mm -hmm. like, you know, the forming of these cantons to become this nation. So it's like, all of, you know, civilization, because it was all kind of, there was no, obviously, borders, and then how, you know, okay. Switzerland was formed. So it was really cool. That's worth spending a few hours in. Okay, great. So a few other Zurich sites. You can take the train up to Yudelberg, uh, which is the top of Zurich's uh, local mountain. So you can take in the panoramic views of the city. You'll see Lake Zurich and the not-too-distant Alps, uh, which are pretty close, a couple hours away, uh, or actually even less, depending on where you're going. And it's accessible all year round, but the best time to visit would probably be in the spring because that's when the mountain flowers uh, begin to blossom. And then I mentioned Lake Zurich uh, there. So there's no better way to enjoy Lake Zurich, which is um, right there uh, just outside of Zurich. So you can check out the lakeside promenade during the summer. It's always bustling with people and you'll find skaters and cyclists and walkers uh, along the path. There are incredible views uh, from this word that I can't say, but it's Berkeley plots, I think. <laughs> so, um, that one's easier than my yeah, I guess it is. plots. And then if you head towards the Seafell Quarter, that's um, where you'll find a splendid Chinese garden. And there's an art museum as oh, well. Yeah. So the art museum, which is the Kuntas uh, Zurich, called it's the Kuntas Zurich. I'm going to say that five times, see if I can get it right. Uh, so that contains more than uh, 4,000 paintings, not 400,000 paintings, just, just a measly 4,000. Lots of paintings, lots <laughs> paintings of Paintings and sculptures, uh, cares? along with tens of thousands of prints and drawings. And it's the best place uh, in the country to explore pieces by Swiss artists. Oh, I don't like that that sound came on. So um, moving on. If you want to do day trips, there's lots of day trip options as well. Steve and I went with a trip to Lucerne. So they're known for having this famous bridge that was burned down from a cigarette. So I told you you shouldn't smoke. <laughs> I didn't say I quit. Um, so it is actually kind of a, an interesting story. It's a beautiful little city as well. Um, and you can kind of, you can cross these old wooden bridges that they had to rebuild it, of course. There's Chapel Bridge and Spewer Bridge. Um, and they have paintings on them, not the original ones after the fire, but on the two ends of the bridge, they kind of have the original ones. So um, that was definitely fun to go visit. They also had mulled wine. So we immediately, <laughs> I don't know how much the Swiss drink mulled wine, but I'll tell you, 
uh, we drink it a lot. And I wonder if it's like sangria here where it's very touristy to have, mm. but I didn't care. I was like, give me the mulled wine. You can day drink if it's mulled wine, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think that's okay. It's only about 40 minutes away by train. And the price is about 16 francs round trip and you can book online. Um, but generally for domestic journeys, you can just have and buy a ticket at the train station and hop on the next train. So you don't have to worry about getting ahead of time. But we were charged a lot. We paid more than 16 francs. I think we paid like 30. So it was more expensive than I anticipated. I don't know if that's because we didn't book ahead of time or not. So um, maybe it's cheaper online. I'm, I'm not sure. But when we were in Lucerne, um, if you do want to save a buck because, you know. And, or a franc. Or a franc. Um, for lunch, we went to a menorah restaurant, which is um, this like buffet that's at the top of a department store. So it's definitely like nothing fancy, but you kind of self-serve and um, it's regional food. It's well-priced and it's a very good budget option. And they also have a rooftop that you can go eat at the top of. So you get really beautiful views. So it's a weird thing to go do, but it's almost like Corte Inglés here where you can go at the top of the shopping yeah. center. So our shopping mall. So I liked that. It was a way to get good food, but also at a more reasonable price. I also want to mention some other restaurants that we enjoyed uh, while we were there. Uh, we went to Raclette Stew, which is a place for fondue. You definitely want to make a, a reservation. Um, a little touristy, but I think there, there were um, like Swiss tourists and international tourists. Yeah, all, I like, also feel like we, we had a fondue night when we did the Rosigiski Week, and it's just a really cool way to yeah, like, have a meal. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So the raclette is, um, as I understand, it's a, a particular Swiss dish that is based on, you know, you have your um, heated cheese, of course, but um, it's typically served with boiled potatoes, so a little more hearty than just mm -hmm. dipping bread. Um, as we mentioned uh, earlier, Steve and I went to uh, Hiltel, uh, which is the oldest vegetarian restaurant supposedly in the world that was from 1898. That was a nice experience. In a new building. I mean, that building did not look old and we didn't end up asking the server because we just ordered a bottle of wine and <laughs> blabbered away. Um, but it was definitely nice uh, foods. You don't even have to be a vegetarian to go there. It's a nice experience. Yeah. And then um, my uh, student, my Swiss student, uh, Jill, recommended to us to go to, I cannot pronounce this one, but Zergoldisch. I can't say that. Um, I put that one in the show notes because <laughs> no one's going to be able to Google this if they <laughs> go based on what I just said. But it looked like a really cool um, kind of more local restaurant. And um, I know that he and his husband enjoy it. So they cook with inspiration from around the world using seasonal Swiss products. And so there's a menu according to their motto that is, you know, whatever's on the table is delicious. So the dishes depend on the availability of the vegetables, the stock of canned food, uh, the cellar, and just the cook's whim. So I think it's really cool because it's very like a different dining experience. We didn't have the opportunity to go because we had other dinner reservations, but um, it's on my list. And I, I think that would be a cool one to add to, um, to yours as well. Yeah, I guess I need to book a trip to Zurich. Um, I think that we should go in the summertime because yeah. I would love to go back. I, again, I was really surprised, mm. pleasantly surprised. I, I really enjoyed the city and I highly recommend adding it to um, people's European trips. Um, it, it, it's not going to disappoint, even in the wintertime, yeah. which is when I went. But I would like to go see it in the summer. Well, I'm inspired. I'm inspired to return. Um, so yeah, thank you for all the tips and tricks and facts and fun facts and boring facts. And... <laughs> Hopefully more fun facts than boring facts. Yeah, and all the insights. So um, thank you for that, David. And thank you everyone, as always, for listening to Queer Travel Chat. Um, if you like the show, please subscribe to it on Colin, Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts and give the episode a like uh, once it's published. 
You can always follow us on social media. We're always at Too Bad Tourists on every platform. And lastly, please feel free to leave a comment about what you might want to hear more of for future episodes. And we will be back next month with our next episode on Malta. Um, we went there how many years ago? Three or four years ago? Two years ago. We were there in the summer of 2021. David has a terrible memory. <laughs> we were there two years ago yeah. for the first time. We absolutely loved Malta. Do we have a Malta guide? We we have some Malta blog posts on our website that you can check out. And and if we're saying Malta and you can't quite figure out, like, where what are they talking about? Where is this place? So Malta is a tiny country that is in the EU. I think it's actually the smallest EU country. They have a population of about 300,000. And they're just right at the tip of Italy, like near near Sicily. So south, it's, so it's a Mediterranean island, um, but really cool history, uh, very progressive and, and gay friendly. Um, and, and it's one of the few countries that has English as its official language in Europe. Yep. Yep. Um, they obviously speak Maltese, but, but um, as they were a British colony, um, they, they all spoke and grew up. Yeah. People English. go there to have yeah. an immersion experience and to, all to learn English, English as well. So, Anyways. Um, um, oh, Malta. We're, we're, we're giving away all the fun facts about Malta. Oh, we are. <laughs> um, yes. But Malta is also hosting Euro pride in, in this September. So if you want to learn more about that, we will stop blabbering and you can tune in to queer travel chat uh, in the middle of June. I think it's probably the week of June 12th. So we will be back with Malta <laughs> until then. Thanks guys. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. See you next. Bye.